This is The Win, special edition raw, where I share my personal stories of failures and successes as a serial entrepreneur, my views on how to start and grow a business using today's top online marketing and sales strategies. So welcome to The Win, raw with me, your host, Heather Havenwood. Are you over 45, 60? Are you relying on the traditional medical field to help you feel great and get you back to a balanced body? Good luck with that. At e2lab.com, Dr. Don Salio got sick of people complaining about bloating, inflammation, and feeling sluggish. He has created unique, potent, and powerful non-pharmaceutical supplements to help the body rebalance, detox, and get back to being healthy. Go to e2lab.com, getting you back to healthy and balanced. Are you a business owner that has a website but not tech savvy? Do you feel like a hostage to your web guy? The better question is, do you have a money funnel so people come to your page and give you money while you sleep? No? Then go watch free video at heathermakesyoumoney.com. Imagine having a money site, not a website, for your self-published book, e-commerce products, local practitioners like chiropractors or lawyers. Get a money site, not a website. Go watch free video at heathermakesyoumoney.com. Hi everyone, welcome to the <clears throat> to Raw with Heather Havenwood. And we're gonna have a very interesting show today. The title of the show is actually the tenth step, the tenth steps towards riches, which is the mystery of sex transmutation. So you're probably wondering what in the world is Heather gonna be talking about? You know, and people ask me all the time how I actually got the book Sexy Boss, what you know, where did that come from and what does it mean? And uh because everyone kind of collapses the word sex with all kinds of weird stuff, right? Their own internal desires and whatnot. So, and I also, for the last um, almost 10 years, has a newsletter teaching men how to date women. And we talk a lot about this sex transmutation and the, the mystery of it, the explaining of it. And where did I get my information? Where did I come up, you know, really start to learn this process? It was actually from a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And it's actually chapter, see, 11, I believe it is, The Mystery of Sex Transmutation. It's actually one of the uh, most unread chapters <laughs> of, of the book. <laughs> and, um, but this book specifically, Think Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, if you're an entrepreneur, if you are desired any level to succeed in life, this book is kind of like the um, Bible, if you will, of the mindset of a personal development and the mindset of um, growth and development and success. I mean, this book seriously has been around for a long, long time. So I want to talk to you today about this particular chapter. And this goes for men and women. Now, what you understand, give you background. This book was written in the 30s. Okay, it was written by Napoleon Hill. And how the story goes is uh, he was like a broke guy. He wasn't successful. And he was given the task by Andrew Carnegie. Like he kind of gave this task of like a 10 or 20 year lifetime task to find out the secret of success. And what Andrew Carnegie did for Napoleon Hill was he said, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I'm going to give you access to my friends. So he gave access to um, Ford. Um Andrew Carnegie himself, I mean, some amazing people that he literally interviewed. He interviewed, he he talks about how he went and saw um, Henry Ford 
And when he saw him, he, you know, he was in the middle of creating the first car. And he said he, you know, walked into, uh, you know, he basically went to this farm where he was living and he found him in this shack, all, you know, all dirty in overalls. And he thought to himself, why in the world did Andrew Carnegie send me here? This, this guy's an, you know, nobody and he's not smart. Um, why in the work, where in the world did he send me here? So it's a really interesting book because it not only tells you the sex success principles because they're principle based, but he also tells stories of who he met and how he met them and uh, what his first impressions were of them. Like Henry Ford, like why in the world was I sent to this guy? He's all dirty and overalls and living on a farm. And this, he must be mistaken. Andrew Carnegie must be mistaken. Right? So it's an interesting, uh, amazing read. A lot of people try to read just to get, the the juice right or um, the nectar out of the fruit and they don't get the totality and I think they're really missing out because the totality of this book is really specifically about what it takes in any generation to succeed in life to succeed and what is success and he talks about you know the desires are to be rich and what's rich so it, it's an amazing uh, book I literally have it on my shelf as a reference book more or less, like a Bible. And um, I love it. So I'm going to get into this. You ready? All right. So, oh, here's the point I was going to make. 1934. So obviously back in then, it was really men who were in the workforce who were succeeding. You didn't have a lot of women. So a lot of the language was, of course, back then, he, 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 and um, not a lot of female sides. So the mystery of sex transmutation specifically talks about the, the male side. However, I'm going to, I think the, my book, Sexy Boss, kind of brings in the female side, but I, you've got to understand the male side first before you can understand the female side. Okay. All right, here we go. So I'm going to read to you literally from the book for a minute, because I want you to understand the context of what this is. This is really powerful. And if you are somebody who uh, has ever been told, like myself, you're wow, you're sexy, or wow, you have this high energy, or uh, wow, you're charismatic, or oh, you need to tone it down. You know, I don't. I was told that a lot. You need to tone it down. I'm like, tone what down? I'm just standing here. Um, I was told that a lot, and I didn't understand it. Like, what is this thing they keep like getting upset about? Because <laughs> I'm barely talking. I'm just sitting here. Well, you look too sexy. You need to tone it down. So at one point in my life, I was wearing turtlenecks and like covering everything that I possibly could, other than pretty much my eyes, which is just crazy. Um, I just don't believe in that. I think you got to own who you are. And that's where the confidence comes from. So here we go. I'm going to literally read to you the first part of this chapter. The mystery of sex transmutation. The 10th step towards riches. The meaning of the word transmute is in simple language. Quote, the changing or transferring of one element or form of energy into another, quote. The emotion of sex brings into being a state of mind. The emotion of sex has back of it the possibility of three constructive potentials, all right, which are basically, one, the perpetuation of mankind, okay? Two, the maintenance of health as a therapeutic agency. It has no equal. Three, the transformation of mediocrity, mediocrity into genius through transmutation. All right. Sex transmutation is simple and easily explained. It means the switching of the mind 
from thoughts of physical expression to thoughts of some other nature. Sex desire is the most powerful of human desires. When driven by this desire, men develop keenness of imagination, courage, willpower, persistence, and creative ability unknown to them at other times. So strong and impelling is desire for sexual contact that men freely that men freely run the risk of life and reputation to indulge in it. When harnessed and redirected along other lines, this motivating force maintains all of its attributes of keenness of imagination, courage, etc., which may be used as per- powerful creative forces in literature, art, or any other profession or calling, including, of course, the accumulation of riches. All right. So there's a couple, there's a lot there. Okay. And, um, I actually saw a movie this recently about, uh, it's a book. It's a, it's a movie back in 2001. And the whole thing is about the kind of the story that broke about the Catholic church. And it was actually in Boston about how they found it was like over a hundred or in the end of being, it was 400 priests that were, um, sexually molesting Kids. Okay. So here's why I'm bringing that up. Here's a quote. Ready? I'm going back into the book. A river may be dammed and its water controlled for a time, but eventually it will force an outlet. The same is true for the, the emotion of sex. It may be submerged and controlled for a time, but it's a, it, but its very nature causes it to be ever seeking means of expression. If it is not transmuted into some creative effort, it will find a less worthy outlet. Okay, so the reason I'm bringing this whole that whole movie up, the reason I'm bringing it up is because, um, and, and it literally exposes like what's been going on in the Catholic Church for years. And there's studies show that about six percent of all priests are are, are potentially um, into some kind of sexual relationship with people in their parish. Okay. Here's why I'm, I'm bringing that up. I, I don't believe in the celibacy of priests or nuns because of this, what I'm talking about, because the desire of sex, literally sexuality, the energy of it, if you, if it dam gets dammed up like water, it will eventually force an outlet. And it, I don't think in it, by the way, I had this thing. I don't believe in that. And there's nowhere in the Bible that says to be, connected with God, you have to be celibate. In fact, this entire chapter in the book of sec- of uh, Napoleon Hill actually says the complete opposite, that you really can't be connected <laughs> to higher self or creative force or creative genius or, or God unless you understand sexuality. It's through that there's a, a connection and the transmutation of that energy that's the connection what they call going from um, mundane to genius. Okay, so I'm going to talk about this. This is really powerful. Okay, and I'm gonna, here I'm going to go back into the book. The emotion of sex is an irresistible force against which there can be no opposition as an immovable body. When driven by this emotion, men become gifted and a superpower for action. Understand this truth and you will catch the significance of the statement that sex transmutation contains a secret of creative ability. All right. So again, we're going back into understanding that 
we as human beings have this thing called desire and it can be trans the energy can't be dammed up but can it be transmuted and what happens is people try to dam it up like water and eventually it will force its way out it will leak its way out and potentially um in a less worthy outlet and could potentially destroy the human versus just understanding it and being able to tap into it um Okay, let me read this one part. Destroy the sex glands, whether in man or beast, and you have removed the major source of action. Boom. Okay, so again, this is something so powerful that when you understand it, men out there and women, I'm going to go into that, you can really leapfrog yourself into riches, into success. Now, in the man's world, when we see a charismatic man who really owns his power and is... um, probably a high sexual energy. We call that charismatic. We call him powerful. We call them leader because he's able to, what I call transform that energy into a higher vibration. Okay. And I'm going to read this right here again from the book. Ready? Quote, the 10 stimuli of the mind, the human mind responds to stimuli through which it may be quote unquote keyed up to a higher rate of vibration, knows enthusiasm, creative imagination, intense and desire, and I'm going to add charismatic, the stimuli to which the mind responds to most freely are, and this is in an order, number one, the desire for sex expression, number two, love, number three, a burning desire for fame or power, financial gain or money, four, music, five, friendship between those of the same sex or opposite sex, just friendship in general, six, uh, a mastermind alliance based upon the harmony of two people or more, Seven, mutual suffering, such as the experienced by other by people who have been prosecuted, like connecting with other people, empathy. Eight, auto suggestion. Nine, fear. Ten, narcotics and alcohol. Okay, again, what did I just read? I read the Tim stimuli of the mind. And what he says here is the desire of sex expression comes at the head of the list of stimuli, which most effectively step up the mind and start the wheels of physical action. Eight of those stimuli I just read are natural and constructive. Two are destructive. The list is, list is here presented for the purpose of enabling you to make a comparative study of the major sources of mind stimulation. Okay. From this study, it will be readily seen that the emotion of sex is, by great odds, the most intense and powerful of all mind stimuli. All right. Now I'm going to go into what I call being a genius. What does genius mean? There's uh, people say, oh, people are genius. I think, and it, it, this is actually backed up by Napoleon Hill, that genius is basically the faculty of creative imagination, meaning being able to tap into abuse, a higher self, um, something beyond you. Okay. There's tons of books about this and there's some writers that I know that have written books about their writing and how really it's not them writing. It's their muse. They're channeling. There's another word for that channeling, but but again, you gotta remember this is 1934. So if he wrote a book and said, you know, to be a success, you got to channel, it would, it probably would have never gotten to print. (laughs) So He's saying something different here. And I really like how he says it. I'm going to read this quote. Genius quote is developed through the sixth sense. The reality of a sixth sense has been fairly well established. The sixth sense is a creative imagination. The faculty of creative imagination is one 
which the majority of people never use during an entire lifetime. And if used at all, it usually happens by mere accident. A relatively small number of people even use it. The faculty of creative imagination is the direct link between the infinite, sorry, the finite mind of man and the infinite intelligence, also called revelations referred to in the realm of religion. And all discoveries of basic or new principles in the field of invention take place through the faculty of a creative imagination. I really think of Steve Jobs here. The guy was connected, okay? I believe he was really connected to his infinite intelligence because he was creating things that we didn't know we wanted. I think he was really thinking at another level, right? He was really connected to his sixth sense here. I'm going to read this about hunches. Uh, We all have had these hunches. It just depends. Do you take action on these hunches? Let me read again. Where hunches come from. When ideas or concepts flash into one's mind through what is popularly called a hunch, they come from one or more of the following sources. One, infinite intelligence. Two, one subconscious mind, like the subconscious. Three, from the mind of some other person who's just released that thought or picture through the conscious thought. Have you ever had that? Like, oh my God, I was just thinking of you. How did you know to call me? Four, from the other person's subconscious storehouse. Okay, so he's going into hunches and genius. What, what does it do with sexual transmutation? This is that energy. It's to be able to release it and move it into something else. And this might be really, like you're thinking, this is really crazy, uh, but it really isn't. So I'm going to move along here and move into something that... Um, we all can understand. And this is what I actually teach a lot with my guys on my dating list, datingtriggers.com, which is, I always tell guys, um, you know, all, all women, this is kind of a fun, all women are crazy. Don't, you know, avoid how to date or marry the psycho. They're like, what's that? And I go this whole kind of fun, what's crazy, what's psycho and, you know, fun little thing. But I, the reason I say it that way is because I always say, guys, look, you know, Behind every successful man is a powerful woman. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever met somebody or you knew someone who's so charismatic and this awesome guy in high school, and then you see him or maybe you come across him again, you know, 20, 30 years later, and he's just like this destroyed guy. And you find out there's like, it was his bad marriage and whatnot. Now I'm not blaming on the woman there because there's definitely both sides of the fence here. But I am saying that when there's a charismatic man who's able to connect with his higher self of intelligence and he allows a powerful woman into his life and allows that yin-yang to come together, which, uh, one that so, so comes to my mind about this is Nancy and Ronald Reagan. I mean, Nancy was a powerhouse behind. <laughs> she was amazing. And he really leaned on her. He didn't shut her out. He really leaned on her connection and higher self, she he really did ask her for advice a lot, believe it or not. So there's one. All right. Okay, here we go. You ready? Now, guys, girls, <laughs> you're thinking you're probably thinking to yourself, what is this 1950s? But you've got to think of the the humanistic behavior here. Okay, ready? The driving force of sex. The pages of history are filled with the records of great leaders whose achievements may be traced directly to the influence of women who arouse the creative faculties of their minds through the stimulation of sex desire. Napoleon Bonaparte was one of those. When inspired by his first wife, Josephine, he was irresistible and invincible. 
when his, quote, better judgment or reason, reasoning faculty prompted him to put, to put Josephine aside, he began to decline. His defeat in, in, at St. Helen were not far distant. If good taste were permit, we might easily mention scores of men well known to the American people who climbed to the heights of achievement under the stimulating influence of their wives, only to drop back to the destruction after money and power went to their heads and they put aside the old wife for a new one. Napoleon was the only man to discover that sex influence from the right source is more powerful than the substitute of expectation expediency, <laughs> I didn't say that right, which may be craved for more reason. The human mind responds to stimulation. Okay, so what did I just say there? And what that is, is, uh, I mean, you guys have all seen this. We've all seen this. Men and women come together. They're young. They're in their 20s. They really support each other. He rises to, you know, rises in his in his greatness. And she does her part at home. And the money and power get to him. And he puts that one aside and gets the new hot one. And then all of a sudden, like, it's not like he loses everything, but things are, he's not as happy. I mean, she's smoking hot and 10 and she's 20 years younger, but that doesn't mean that she's fulfilling for her. And I think men who are older really see this. Um, but, you know, it looks really hot when you're six years old and you're getting smoke hottie. And I get it. So it's not completely bad, actually. It just doesn't always work out. I'm going to read this last part. Among the greatest and most powerful of these stimuli is the urge of sex. When hardness and transmuted, the striving force is capable of lifting men into that higher sphere of thought, which enables them to master the sources of worry and petty annoyance, which beset their path on the lower plane. What that means is, and you've seen a man who's what I call highly sexed or uh, completely connected in that way to a, a powerful woman, or you know he's really connected to his woman. There's something that's something calming about him. There's very calming. Um, he's powerful. He's calming, and it's it's um, confidence, a mass amount of confidence. And with confidence and in, in moving through life, things just come to you. Things just come to you. It's truly really true. And I'm going to read one more. Here we go. Sex energy is the creative energy of all geniuses. There never has been, and never will be a great leader, builder, or artist lacking in this driving force of sex. I look at presidencies of the United States of America and I, even you know Clinton and Reagan and Bush and uh, uh, our current one, Trump. I would say that Clinton had extremely high sexual transmutation. I think he had a, you know, he, one of his downfalls is he didn't transmute it correctly. <laughs> if you know what I mean? Um, Reagan did. Um, he had a very successful relationship with Nancy. Um, Trump is fairly new. It, it looks like to me he's a very high sexual energy. So um, we'll see about that one. But I, I think that it comes in time. It comes in in um, maturity with men and women. So let me talk to you about the women's side, sexy boss. So when someone said to me, Joe Sugarman said to me, you're like a sexy boss. I'm like, what does that mean? What I got from that, it's kind of like the new mystery of sex transmutation for from Napoleon Hill, but for females. And it's exactly what I've been saying here, but it's only who you are as a woman, as a, a woman who has uh, a sexual urges and sexual desires, you know, you're, that's very normal and allowing yourself to connect 
to you know the opposite sex or whomever your partner is and being the boss and ownership of your life, right? Really owning all areas of your life. Because I can honestly say the reverse can happen. If a, if a woman who's out there, you know, um, having multiple partners um, and not really harnessing her energy, really connecting with one person and, and, and flowing that energy, she too, I would probably say her life is pretty chaotic versus somebody who's really connecting with one person and they're, they're pe- two people are greater than one. I mean, that's just honest. So when you have a single person, single person, having multiple, multiple partners cross over time, meaning, you know, they're not committed to anybody, I would say each are weaker than two people that are committed to each other and they are harnessing each other's energy and they're all focused on the same goal. I think they're more powerful. So that's really what this is about is owning who you are as a woman, owning the sexual desires and being able to move that love, uh, connection, procreation and move that energy such such that you can create charismatic energy for yourself. Because when you're charismatic, men or women, people are drawn to you. There's something that's pulling. There's, there's, there's a connection. People want to be near you and want to be around you. And when you're not, when you're upset or you're hurt or you're angry, people automatically are retracted from you. So this entire chapter literally is about mind stimulation, connecting to your own genius, which all goes back to sexual desire transmutation, which is so crazy. And then I'm going to read this to you. The Storehouse of Personal Magnetism. This is in the same chapter. A teacher who has trained and directed the efforts of more than 30,000 salespeople made the astounding discovery that highly sexed men are the most efficient salesmen. Again, this was written in the 30s, so understand The explanation is that the factor personality known as, quote, personal magnetism is nothing more nor less than sex energy. Highly sexed people always have a plentiful supply of magnetism through cultivation and understanding. This vital force may be drawn upon and used to great advantage in the relationships between between people. This energy may be communicated to others through the following And he kind of lists a bunch of this stuff. I'm going to just throw in a few. Uh, Vibrations of thought, posture, and carriage of the body, like how you position yourself. The tone of your voice, your handshake, um, and whatnot. So again, this this is the same chapter. The storehouse of personal magnetism. I mean, I know people that go to seminars about this stuff. Personal magnetism and carrying yourself and, and confidence and owning who you are and carrying back your shoulders. And, but they never talk about sex transmutation. They never talk about the, the energy of that. No, 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 no. They never talk about it. They can want us to overstep it. And I hope that through this podcast today, which has kind of gone long, um, this podcast today, you, man or woman, will stop overstepping the conversation of sexual transmutation and the your own sexual desires because again like a river right you can dam it up so long but the energy keeps coming the water keeps coming you can't stop the energy you can't stop the energy you can dam it up and eventually start to it'll start to seep out in a negative way it won't get released in a positive way and so it could be very destructive um and he goes, he goes really into this. Yeah, this is a great one. This is about love. If you believe yourself unfortunate because you have loved and lost 
perish the thought. One who has truly loved can never lose entirely. Love is whimsical and temperamental. It comes when it pleases and goes away without warning. Accept and enjoy it while it remains, but spend no time worrying about its departure. Worry will never bring it back. I love that one. I love that because it's true. People go, oh, I, you know, I loved when I was a 20. I can never love again. And it's, it's true. Love is whimsical and temperamental. It comes when it pleases and goes away without warning. Mm, that's, that's really interesting. And then, of course, my favorite little line here, reasons why a man's wife can either make or break him. I've spent hours on this one chapter. Like, not even, it's not even a chapter. It's a, it's a paragraph within a chapter. And <laughs> I have people fight me on this and tell me I'm wrong. Um, and it's too religious. This whole book is not even about religion. It, it's not. Okay, I'm going to read a little bit because it's just too good. Here is an interpretation which would, when properly understood, bring harmony out of chaos, which exists in too many marriages. The disharmonies often expressed in the form of nagging may usually be traced to, quote, lack of knowledge on the subject of sex, end quote, where love, romance, and the proper understanding of the emotion and function of sex abide. There is no disharmony between married people. Fortunate is the husband whose wife understands the true relationship between the emotions of love, sex, and romance. When motivated by this holy trivibrate, it's a weird word, no form of labor is burdensome because even the most lowly form of effort takes on the nature of a labor of love. It's an old saying that a man's wife can either make or break him, but the reason is not always clear. The quote making or quote breaking are the results of the wife's understanding or lack of understanding of the emotions of quote love, sex, and romance. Um, and then it goes on to it. So this is an inter interesting part. Okay. Here's another sub part. Men's greatest motivating force is his desire to please woman. I mean, this is like prehistoric stuff. The hunter excelled during prehistoric days before the dawn of civilization did so because of his desire to appear great in the eyes of women. Man's nature has not changed in this respect. The hunter of today brings home no skins of wild game, but he, he does his desire for his favor by supplying fine clothes, automobiles, and wealth. So man has the same desire to please women that had before the dawn of civilization. Okay. And that's a desire that's very, very strong in all men, all men, I've, even with um, a gay men, I've seen that they had this desire to please their, some woman in their life, sometimes their mom, it could be a sister, um, even though they are with another man, um, intimately, there's some, there's some female in their life <laughs> that they still desire to please, which is really interesting. So I really want you to just take on and get this book. You can literally download it now for free online. People have literally almost open sourced this book. Think You Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And this entire chapter on sex transmutation. I want you to stop overstepping it. Men and women. Women try to do it too. Men, women try to focus on strategy, tips, and strategy, and tips, and strategy, and tips. Because they see that's what men are doing. What they don't understand is this whole other piece behind them on romance, love, connection then when that's not there they will never be successful either it's the same thing for women we can be tips and strategies and tips and strategies but if we're not connected with who are, what we desire our partner and 
allowing that river to flow, really that that energy to flow and and be released, um, we're going to be. You, know, you, you ever seen a woman who? Oh wow, she's never been quote unquote you know laid in years or whatever because she's got this energy. It's so true. It's like a it's like a river being dammed up and dammed up, hoping that the water will stop and it never stops because it's innate. That energy, that desire is really innate. So. This podcast is pretty intense, and I think it's a lot of fun, though. I'm curious what y'all's responses are. You can uh, email me at media at sexybossinc.com. I read all of them. Media at sexybossinc.com. And I just really reach, say each of you, uh, take a minute and look at your own personal success or your own personal failures and how we try as Americans specifically to separate our relationships versus our business and our business versus our relationships, specifically in our intimate relationships. And I'm like, you can, I mean, you can try, but the people that allow them to um, intermix, they're the ones that are really, truly successful. I mean, um, I know Nancy and Ronald Reagan, just because of the presidency and some other people that are powerful today that really can connect with their spouse or significant other and allow that energy to come through. They're the really charismatic ones. So hope you've been in, hope this has been fun for you. This is Heather Havenwood. You can check me out at heatherhavenwood.com. My dating newsletter that's just for men, it's datingtriggers.com. You can check that out. All right, everyone, this is Heather Havenwood with The Win. Have you ever wanted to stop swapping your time for money? Ever wanted to leverage your expertise by selling your knowledge to hundreds of people? I call that smart. And now you can easily and effortlessly, without a web guy, create memberships, online courses, coaching programs. Go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash thinkific. Start making money off what you know today. Go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash thinkific. Our whole world revolves around our smartphones now. You know they say we look at our phones on an average of 150 times a day or more. Look, if you're a small business and want to grow, you need to reach people where they're looking the most. They're smartphones. So text the word START to 72000 now to learn more from our friends at Mobit or go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash Mobit. Again, text the word START to 72000 now.